Welcome to episode 244 of the Thunder Underground podcast. Trent here. Jason's not with me this week, and I've got Michael Thrasher joining me. Hello. How's it going? Great. Mike's here instead of Jason because Vanilla Ice is our guest. That's something I never thought I'd say. Feels good, doesn't it? Yeah, it feels good to say it. Jason couldn't make it to the show, so Mike here went with me, and we had uh, an experience before and after the show. An adventure. Yeah, and we're going to talk about all that. But before we do, let me let you know that we're sponsored, as always, by DEB Concerts and MedFarm. MedFarm is a dispensary in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, located at 24683 East Highway 51, just about a quarter mile east of Anita Road. If you go in there and tell them that you heard about them on Thunder Underground or mention our name, they will give you 10% off your order. They've got a huge selection. They've got a doctor on site every Friday and Saturday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And if you follow them on Facebook or Instagram, they're always posting specials. So get on there and do that. It's MedFarm, P-H-A-R-M on Facebook. Instagram is MedFarmOK. And their website is MedFarmOK.com. And the most important thing is their slogan is Cannabis with a Cause. And 30% of their proceeds are going to help build no-kill animal shelters. They've already purchased land and a building and they're working on setting the first one up. So that is very cool. Good stuff. Yeah. You can't beat that because most of these dispensaries are just in it for 100% profit. So screw all the other ones. MedFarm yeah. is the only one you need to support. Save animals. Go to MedFarm. There you go. DEB Concerts is a promoter located here in Tulsa. And they keep bringing rock and roll to downtown Tulsa to the Ideal Barn. And Thrasher's throwing his keys around. <laughs> I was shocked. You know, in the words of Neil Fallon, give me the keys. Yes. I don't know. Okay. It doesn't really play into anything here, but well, it's okay. You can cut that. <laughs> no. But yeah, they keep bringing in bands downtown Tulsa like Saxon, Warrant, Vixen, Last in Line, Sebastian Bach, Striper, Bisto Blanco. A huge long list that keeps getting longer. This February 22nd was recently announced that Buck Cherry's coming to the Ideal Barroom with Fist of Rage and Grind opening up. So if you hit up Grind or Fist of Rage for your tickets, you save like 10 bucks a ticket, which is a pretty good deal. So get on Facebook and message Grind or Fist of Rage to get your tickets. Eddie Trunk will be hosting that show, as always. And DEB Concerts is also booking the DNB processing stage at Rocklahoma again this year. Last year they had Slaughter, Lita Ford, Ace Freely, Bisto Blanco, and a huge long list of regional and local acts as well, and this year will be no different in that announcement. We'll be coming here in just a couple weeks. Look at that. Yeah, so big thank you to DB Concerts as well. And I didn't say off the top, hope you had a Merry Christmas, because it's after Christmas now. It is. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, the uh, subject at hand, Vanilla Ice. Yes. We went to this I Love the 90s show. So just to like jump into this. No, hold up. Let me step back for a second. I mentioned Ideal Ballroom. Yeah. Where all these shows that DB, the DEB Concerts brings in. Mm -hmm. And you actually went there back before. We all went there before as the Ideal Ballroom. Yes. But I can't even remember what it was called at that uh, point. I don't know. It had like three or four different names throughout the years. Mm -hmm. But you saw Vanilla Ice like 15, 17 years ago. It's a long time ago. <laughs> um, just 
saw the Vanilla Ice was in town, cheap tickets, Tuesday night, some oddball thing, and like, I'm gonna go do this. I'm I gotta mark that off the list. So went there. Only thing I can recall is he was extremely late, and then there weren't a lot of people there. So he said, if you want to come backstage and hang out, which was Okay, fine. You know, I'll go check that out. It was sponsored by Jaeger because there was a giant bottle of Jaeger right when you walked in, which I promptly grabbed and took down quite a bit of. And (laughs) a lot of hazy moments of that night. I just remember somebody driving my car I'd only met twice. So (laughs) I just said, I know. No, 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 no. I just said, hey, I know you. Can you drive this car home? And Take me, take me with it, and they said sure, and <laughs> and I got home, and yeah, that was it. So, but there, a lot of moments, a lot of good times in, at that night, but I don't recall a lot of it clearly now. So, <laughs> that was kind of what happened. Nice. Well, we actually talked about that in this uh, interview with Vanilla Ice. Yes, we did. And I saw him here like well, I don't know four or five years ago in Shawnee, and. It was just one of those same kind of things. It wasn't that expensive, and we were just like, it's been nice. Let's yeah. go. You have to do it. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm not going to lie, you know, back in the early 90s, I I like Vanilla Ice. We used to talk about yeah. Vanilla Ice. Just, and it was like, one day, we had to go do it just to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So. We didn't go when he came here in 1991 with MC Hammer. No, no, because back then, that's different. Yeah. Now it's, you go. Yeah, back then it's like, hey, I like Anthrax and Metallica and Guns N' Roses. I can't be seen at the Vanilla Ice MC Hammer concert, (laughs) even though I would have been happy to go that year. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. But, you know, to bring it all full circle, we saw MC Hammer finally at the Tulsa State Fair many years ago. Yes. Fun fact about that, you can tell that story. I let one of the dancers take my daughter backstage and get a picture with with um, MC Hammer. Yeah, the um, best part is the backstage at the Tulsa State Fair, <laughs> you know, is behind the stage in a fence, and they've got like a set-up tent that's like blocked off, mm-hmm. and the dancers are standing out there talking to people, and Mike just hands his daughter over the fence to this guy and mm-hmm. just trusts him that he's going to come he back. He seemed nice. <laughs> if so, I mean, it's a tent. I'll hear something. Not, I don't think I'm going to have to jump railing. I think we're good. Right. And it, it seemed to work out. Yeah. We she, have a great picture. Yeah, she came back. Yeah. Fully intact and with a picture. So. And probably not understanding why she went back there, but have a good picture. <laughs> yeah. So. I do remember trying to get her to scream, please hammer, don't hurt him. And she kept saying hammer, hurt him. Yeah. Or something along those lines. She had to have been four, yeah. maybe five. <laughs> Very light. Yep. She can tell our friends this now, and they won't even know who it is. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Current times here. This uh, I Love the 90s was in, what, mid-November? Mm-hmm. Who else was there? We had Rob Bass, Salt and Pepper. Um, Tone Loke. Tone Loke, of course, and Biz Markey. I think that was it. Yeah. And then Vanilla Ice headlined. Tone Loke was great. I mean, we saw, kind of saw... We saw everything up until Salt and Pepper, basically. Mm-hmm. I think even part of Tone Loke. So anyway, we're at the show messaging with the tour manager, which is actually a part of Vanilla Ice's touring DJ? group. Yeah, it's DJ's Chopsticks. Okay. And he, you know, had messaged and told us, you know, where to go for the show. 
to do the interview and everything. And he sent a message while we're sitting there watching, I don't know, I think Rob Bass or something, and said, hey, would you guys be interested in dressing up and getting on stage with Miller Ice? And both of us were just kind of like, I was I was flat out against it because yeah. I'm just like no, and then I there was a pause. I kind of paused. I'm like, that's what that's about. Let's just find out. Just let's let's just see. Let's yeah. just see. Yeah, my first instinct is no because I'm not. I can't dance to save my life, Same and there. it's like, what do you mean by dress up and all this? And it's just kind of like, but then at the same time, like I said, let's find out what this is about because. You want to be able to tell this story for years to come, right? <laughs> Possibly, or not. <laughs> so anyway, we asked what's up, and he said, you know, you'd put on polar bear costumes and just come out, dance around for a bit during a song, and you come back out later on for some more songs, something like that. Yeah. Just act and, a fool is what they told yeah. me, and I'm just like... And he said, you don't have to dance, just move around. Yeah, I'm, like, well, I'm in. Yeah, we're like, okay, we've got on costumes, so even if you're thinking, uh... Might be a little nervous going out on stage because I'm not like a performer, but then it's like I'm going to be covered up. So who cares? Mm-hmm. I mean, why the hell not? Right. So we get back there and it's the costumes that blow up with air, basically. Mm-hmm. These are brand new ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It has a little battery pack thing on it that fills it up with air. You know, at first we put these things on and you get in them standing around backstage. I'm like, this, you know, you look at that thing. This is going to be hot and it's filled up with air. I'm like, oh, this isn't Mm -hmm. that bad. But I'm not thinking it's because we're standing backstage. Exactly. (laughs) In the nice air-conditioned River Spirit Casino. Mm -hmm. But as soon as we walk out on stage and start moving, it becomes like a freaking sauna. Yes. (laughs) But as we're standing there getting ready to go out, I think... That might actually that might have been the second time because we went out. Yeah, we went out during Ninja Rap. Yeah, and then he told us to come back off, and then he would have us come back out again. Yeah, and when we were standing there to come back out again, Tone Loke walked up and was just standing there between us uh-huh. for like a couple minutes, which is just I was just sitting there, just like this mm-hmm. is the weirdest it is it... scenario that could have ever happened, probably right now. Yeah. <laughs> Salt and Peppa laughed at us. Yeah, they walked by and she said, "What's up, honey?" or something like that. Uh-huh. Like, this is just so, like surreal as hell. It's 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 a weird <laughs> '90s nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> a good one. Yeah. So. Then we go back out on stage and we're out there for like another three songs. So we're out there for like I think a total of four songs or something. And I had to keep uh, I pulled my hand out of the the arm thing and was wiping off the screen because <laughs> it kept. Like fog. fogging up, yeah. And like was yeah. just like actual water on it because mm-hmm. it was so steamy in that thing, and it's like I couldn't. I knew I wasn't gonna like. People were all around because he brought up all those people. Uh huh. And I mean, I never ran into anybody or tripped or everything. So that was I snuck know. up behind you and pushed you a couple times. Yeah, like I'd run up behind you and then you turn around like, "What the hell's this?" And then <laughs> I just go back over there and start doing everything. Like I don't even know if you saw me. So. Well, yeah. By the time I reacted and I saw it was you, you were already like almost back, and I was like, "Damn it." <laughs> I was like, we could have like a freaking old school, like, WWE showdown, like we did at Oklahoma State. We could have. We could have. That would have been funny if we just like, not thinking about it. Next we just time. went off script and just like body slammed one another or something. The third Vanilla experience is going to happen. <laughs> That's so, right. I expect the third one. This is a trilogy in the making. <laughs> right. Yeah, I remember I was telling different people about it after the fact, and I'm like, when you explain this to someone, it sounds like 
like an acid trip or something. No, the, everything we, does. You explain the whole night? Everything does. I mean, yeah. the first time I met him, I said, you know what? I feel like I'm living in one of those really fucked up Charlie Murphy, true Hollywood stories. Because <laughs> right. we were sitting around doing trivia backstage, just weird, like, riddles and trivia. I don't even remember most of it, aside from when I asked him that he didn't, even, you know. <laughs> but, no, it's just a weird, it's weird. It's nothing else can be said. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, let's uh, get into this interview then, and then let's do it. Talk a bit about some of the stuff he says when we come back. All right. All right, here's Vanilla Ice. Like a uh, 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 Stranger Things, like how they dress in the nineties and shit. No, 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 no. It's well, like, it's a cartoon. It's a cartoon, basically. Oh, this horse was famous in the nineties. Like he was a famous actor. Oh, uh, that's the plot. Okay. Yeah, and then basically it's a whole going to depression coming out of it type of thing. It's it's pretty deep for a cartoon. It's kind of adultish. It, it's very adultish. Right. There's um, a lot of it I can't watch with my children. Right. <laughs> so, all right. No, it's like, you know, it's Isn't it crazy they make these cartoons like that that are not for kids? Yeah, exactly. It's like tricks your head, man. It's like, wait a minute. Yeah. Cartoon rated R? What the exactly. Fuck? Like, there's one episode about abortion. It's like, I'm not ready to discuss this with my children. <laughs> <laughs> so, not a good one. No. But it's very. It's, it's probably my favorite. Sound like you spend a little time on Netflix like myself. Bag of chips. Yeah. Sitting there. Fuck bag of chips and underwear. Netflix is one of the best times ever, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know one thing about Netflix is we did not have that in the nineties. No, we didn't. I mean, that would have blown your mind in the nineties. Like I can just watch anything I want. I know. I, 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 but I kind of missed going to Blockbuster. Oh yeah. I missed you know just getting out of the house for a minute and looking at every fucking DVD case. Exactly. Getting a bag of popcorn, finding one movie, exactly. and then going home to like watch that movie, and it's like ah, oh, here it is, it's coming on. Oh, it's like an event. Yeah, you go there. Now you got nine million. Uh, you watch it ten seconds. I didn't like it. Let's go yeah. to another one. Yeah. Fuck that one. Fuck that one. <laughs> you spend twenty minutes looking for like, and you never find anything. Yeah, like, I did that the other day. <laughs> so true. So true. No, it's, it's too much. Yeah. It's, and now I don't even know where it's going with all this streaming shit. And it's all, I mean, it's all changing. Everything is changing, man. I can't keep up with it. We were just talking about Disney Plus that came out. So, I mean, that's going to change everything. Streaming. Yeah. What's next? I don't know. Like, that's how I mean. We're all going to be driving around with these fucking goggles on. You see them things where you can, like, virtual reality. Oh, yeah. Everybody was going to live in cyber world. That's what it is. It's going to be scary. Everybody's already in their phone. Let my Tesla drive me. I'm going to sit here and play video games. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you're on stage. I mean, you see it all the time. Or does everybody have their phone? I mean, compared to what They're talking about doing a, a concert where they can actually uh, have a... Uh, what's it called? Where they have to take the camera and they go around you and they make it... 360? Uh, uh, they got... Uh, What's it called where they, it looks like it looks real? They did it in Elvis in Vegas. Oh, the hologram. Holograms. Yeah. So they're doing holograms. I got a buddy of mine that has a, a, 
a hologram studio. And he's talking about instead of doing dead artists, doing live artists and selling them to cruise ships. So it'd be like, hey, we want to do you, man. So you're saying Vanilla Ice can perform without being there? <laughs> That's awesome. That, that, could, that, could work. that means I can build some houses while you guys are performing. <laughs> yeah. I tell you right now. There's money, bro. You can get a few of them out there. Just breaking the dough. But I did see the one on Elvis in Vegas, and I'm going to tell you right now, I thought he was there. Really? I swear I couldn't tell. There was a real person standing next to him. I couldn't tell the difference. Really? It was that good. But you know Vegas, they're going to do everything. Oh, yeah. But the way technology is, you know. Oh, yeah. Look at CG when it first started. Now you can barely tell the difference. Oh, yeah. It's real as shit. You know, exactly. it's like, damn. Exactly. So you would, you would be cool with that personally, yourself performing? I'd have to go see it. Okay. I'd have to see it first and see how it works because I'm, I'm, I'm OCD, man. I would critique the shit out of it. <laughs> you know, make sure the lights are dimmer. Oh, yeah. You know? That would be cool. Well, it's similar to what I, I, I go to CES and I introduce a lot of shit sure. in, my, in my TV show. And, uh, you know, they have wallpaper TV coming out. It's like 4K and it's flexible LED oh, yeah. paper. Oh, wow. And then they got this this uh, a 3D projector, which I installed once, and, they, and it's in the screen, so without the glasses, you can have 3D. And the way it works is they've got like seven screens, and it's really thick, but if you flush them out and make your wall go back, you know, so you don't see the depth of the screen. But when the light hits it, there's a little light coming through around it, and it lights up the one behind it, and behind that lights another screen and another screen. And you can see it, and you're sitting there watching it, and you're like, damn. <laughs> you feel like you could really jump into the screen and, like, be a part of the movie. So what are they? It's that clear. That could come out of the theater. It's beyond 4K. It's 5, 5K or fucking whatever, but it's crazy. Wherever they're going with this technology is, is, is orbit. So in 20 years, you're going to go to movie theater. Not even no, 20 years, you won't even have a movie theater. You're going to be part of the movie. Yeah. You're going to actually right. be, you're, you're going to be like, I'm going to go into Gone with the Wind or some shit. Yeah. And here I am, I'm sitting here in the 1920s in the Gone with the Wind. <laughs> I'm going to interact and change the whole script. <laughs> I'm going to be Johnny Knoxville in the middle of the fucking Gone with the Wind. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> 50 bucks, that'll be a bargain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the time that comes out, it'll be 150, 250 bucks for a tip. My mom used to tell me, I used to go to the movies for a nickel. <laughs> are we rolling right now? Yeah. Oh, we've been rolling. That's a good conversation. That's, yeah, that's some good stuff when people are talking about other shit they don't normally talk about, right? Real shit, bro. Yeah. That's it, man. But like our podcast is mainly based on rock music and stuff okay. so I do have to ask you about Hard to Swallow hell yeah like I love that album and do you look back on that time like do you look back on it finally most, in your catalog the most therapeutical record I've ever made really? and yeah I tapped into a lot of my demons man and stuff you, most people kind of tuck away and hide you know I had to get it out so uh, I didn't know it but I met Ross Robinson who produced this record and he we had some good conversations and he had brought that out of me he says, we need to get those demons out because I was writing about a bunch of shit. And then I went in the studio and I go, Ross, I got a problem. We got the whole band here. We're ready to record. We're waiting for you. What's the news? I said, bro, all my shit that I've been writing is depressing. <laughs> You've sit over here, got me tapped into all my demons, <laughs> you know, and I'm writing about him. He goes, let me hear it. So I gave him some, just acapella, right? He goes, that's Fucking awesome. 
I'm like, it is? I thought people want to hear music to be happy. Dance and enjoy life, right? Which is true, and you do. But there's also another side of music where, as a musician, you can you can use it as therapy, right? So I started writing, man, and I wrote some incredible stuff that was that I never thought about writing before, right? Yeah. And this this record is so heavy and so orchestrated well that it, it, it literally will set your head on fire. <laughs> when you listen to it in a good way in a really good way and I mean that like you just want to after you hear it you're energized but you're also you feel like you've just had a thousand dollars worth of therapy for free <laughs> but when you were writing that was it written in mind with having metal music to it or was it no. just writing it and I wrote I rap over anything you can play Frank Sinatra I'll rap over it I don't give a shit I'll rap over heavy hardcore but I'll tell you one thing the way I was writing it couldn't have been orchestrated in any other way than the way it was orchestrated through the rock and the heavy and to have and to work with some of the greatest legends in hardcore history like Shannon Larkin as a drummer or Sonny Mayo as a guitar player after his lead singer died from snot uh, he comes over immediately and plays with me on my record. I was just like, whoa. I got these legends here, man. I've got, you know, uh, Doug Ardito from Puddle of Mud. Uh, uh, fucking Skeletor from um, Weezer. Scott Schreiner. That dude's awesome. Who else did I have, man? Doug Ardito, uh, the guitar player, Sonny. And then, uh, oh, my God, uh so many people. What was the guy? Velvet Revolver. Uh, uh, the guitarist? Yes. Um, what was his name? Dave? Dave? Uh, Kirshner. Kushner. Kushner. Yeah. He, was, he was the other. I had two guitar players, two bass players, and a drummer. I mean, it was literally a wall of sound. And when you come see it live, it was emotional. People get it. So energized, unbelievable. I wasn't sure how people would perceive it because I wrote it. A lot of people didn't even believe it was me. They're like, oh, that's not vanilla ice. Fucking, you got to be kidding me that that's vanilla ice. This is, there's no way. But that's makes it interesting. Yeah. That's great. Yep. I thought I'd sell like 10 copies of that and it, it sold 3 million records and still counting. I'm yeah. still collecting royalties on that thing. And, <laughs> and I thought it wasn't going to sell at all because of how hardcore it was. Uh-huh. Not radio-friendly at all. And very uh, depressing at certain times, but in a good way because people adapt to it. They, they, they can relate to it. Yeah. You know? Some of the songs I can't even hear anymore because it puts me back in that frame of mind sure. where I don't want to be. <laughs> I understand. I understand. But it shows you that uh, music can be therapy. Exactly. And that that's that was a very personal record to me. Hard to swallow. And and very close to my heart. My my most personal record ever. But when you talk about that point in time, you're writing all this depressing stuff and then look at you now and you was talking about smiling and being happy and all that. Like yep. what are you most proud of in the last twenty years since then? Well, to be honest with you, I wouldn't be we I always say we are who we are because of who we were. So what does that mean? Without going through that hard-to-swallow phase, I don't think I'd be where I am today. So I owe a lot to Ross Robinson for you know, pulling those demons out of me. I was bitter at my old self. I didn't like Vanilla Ice. <laughs> I went on Surreal Life and was pissed off at Vanilla Ice because I was just over it. I was tired of it. I mean, what do you want me to do? Everybody wants me to jump around in fucking, you know, hammer pants and sequins and shit. I'm like, 
this, there's a real person here, man. Yeah. You know? And uh, I was just, I remember I, I graffitied, I stole some spray paint from the garage, and I graffitied the whole set on Surreal Life, Be Yourself. Because they had all these pictures of the old me, and, I, and they wanted me to be the old me when I come on there. And I'm like, no, no, I'm rebelling right now. Uh-huh. I'm having remember, I'm rebellion phase. <laughs> I didn't want to play Ice Ice Baby. I, I swore that I'd never play it again. And, you know, and I met uh, Ron Jeremy. <laughs> I met uh, Chip Chips, uh, 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 Eric Estrada, and the greatest of all, Tammy Faye. Tammy Faye. And they all told me, you know, some great little phrases, man. Just listen. Wipe your ass with that. You need to get those demons out of you and be yourself. That's who people love. People love you, man. They remember that shit. You're the one that's got to hang up with it. You know, you need to enjoy your life, lighten up, not take everything so damn serious. You know, because I was, I took music real serious, you know. And now I don't take anything serious, including myself. <laughs> and I find it's much easier life, man. Yeah. I don't do politics, religion. I just... I do pina colada party. That's, That's me, man. Life, man. Give me a beach, you know. I'm set. Beach, and I do my construction. I yeah. love that. That's good therapy for me. I, you know, it gives me a purpose to wake up at 5 a.m. every morning. <laughs> Get my so cup season, of coffee. Season 10 confirmed on that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're doing more than that. We, we're doing a, I got a, I got a couple more shows I'm doing, too. I'm doing that, and I got a car show I'm doing, History Channel, Sunday mornings between 9 and 12. It's called Mythical Rides. It's coming on third quarter next year, but before that, I'm uh, I'm doing the you know the project more construction. They're they're shifting it over to uh, HGTV from DIY. Okay. Yeah. So do you ever find time to like rest or time for yourself and all the uh, projects going on? Or yeah, you know it's hard to rest. I I find my sleep on the airplanes. You know I'll sleep when I die, man. I'm here. To, I'm living it up right now. I made it past that hurdle. Thank God I made it past the 27 Club. It almost got me. It almost got me. 27 was a rough year for me, boy. I had a weekend that lasted three years when I turned 27. Wow. <laughs> That's what led to hard to swallow and like where I am today. But, uh, yeah, you know, smiles are contagious. You learn everything. Wisdom comes along the way. You know, and that's that's kind of what I am today, man. Just a, a, a big fucking beacon of positivity because it seems like – we went through the 90s and everybody had that kind of phase where, you know, corn was out and all the heavy bands and shit. And everybody's like, ah, I hate my father. I hate my mother. I was I was abused. Ah, everybody sucks. Fuck this. Oh, I can cuss on the record. Fuck you. Fuck that. Yeah. And it's just over. Yeah. And, and we had a kind of a depressing end to the 90s, really, to be honest with you. I kind of enjoyed it. But I knew it wasn't going to last. Yeah. And, you know... It's funny because it stopped with, it started with Kurt Cobain and it stopped like all those bands trying to figure out from Seattle what the fuck they're going to do now. Yeah. And none of them have a record out anywhere at all right now. There's not really one rock and roll record that's successful right now. So what are we doing? We're going back now and we're listening to all the cool shit from the late 90s like corn and, you know, Limp Biscuits and Sepulturas and Slipknots and good heavy shit that I love. Yeah. I'm a motocrosser, so I'll listen to that shit going to the motocross track and get out and fucking, you know, shred. 
I love anything, it. Is there anything new that's come out that you've been hooked on lately? Or? Hardcore? Yeah. There, there, there is no new hardcore. You have to go back to the old yeah. shit. Okay. Rock and roll is dead right now. Okay. It's been dead for a while. Since 2000, pop culture died. Here's the problem. Okay. Pop culture died in 2004 when the iPhone came out. Because all we have to show for from 2000, it's almost 2020, bro. Yeah. Next month is 2020. That's 20 years yeah. of what? Here's the way pop culture works. It's the people. The people make it. Right? Not the musicians, not anybody. It's a sign of the times. And wherever people gravitate to, that's what pop culture is. Whether it's fashion or music. Right? So, pop culture. I own the pop culture pretty much of the 90s. And, uh, you know, from the, the baggy pants, zigzag hairdos, the, the eyebrow, yeah. shave the eyebrow. White people dancing, doing the run of man, you know, Air Jordans, Z Cavricis, Mustang 5.0s, nostalgic, all sure. of it, right? Sign of the times. You play the music, all that shit comes back. You know who you were dating in high school, you know what kind of clothes you were wearing that you were embarrassed of, <laughs> whatever. And from 2000 to 2020, what do we got to show for? Let's go 100 years down the line and you look back at 2000 to 2020. What defines it? Nothing. It damn sure ain't Justin Bieber. It ain't going to be, there's, you know why? Because of computers. So what defines 2000 to 2020? Computers. It's the computer age. We invented them in the 90s, but we didn't grow up on them. Yeah. They're growing up on them. These kids are way smarter than us. So I don't know where the future's going. George Jetson's pretty close to focus now, but uh, I tell you, the 90s was the last of the great music decades of pop culture because you had the early 90s, which was me coming out of the 80s. You had the breakdancing phase, get your cardboard box, spin on your head. I made 40 bucks a day chasing girls around the mall, eating pizza, having change <laughs> left over. Uh-huh. You know, 14 years old, that was a lot of money. Yeah. They don't do that no more. Breakdances is gone. Yeah. Scratching and DJing, gone. Grunge rock, gone. Kurt Cobain came in in the mid, in late 90s, right? Set that whole thing apart, and then that, and that faded out, and now it's gone. Yeah. What is it right now? I look at my kids, man, because they're kind of that generation. She was born, my, 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 my daughter, one of my daughters was born in 2000. Uh-huh. I'm like, what is cool to you guys? What do, what do you listen They listen to crazy EDM shit, and like, everything's digital. It's all just her. Somebody at their home studio, Calvin Harris, or... You know, and nothing against them because I've been to some EDM con- concerts and they're fucking awesome. Yeah. You know, but I can't just sit there in the car all day and go. But when you go live, it is a cool feel. If you go, don't I don't hate on any kind of music. There's great EDM, there's bad EDM, there's good rap, bad rap, good country, bad. I don't give a shit. There's just bad rock, good rock. But some of that EDM is pretty good shit when you're there live. Yeah. I cannot hear it with a road trip. Yeah. You just can't. Unless, you're, unless you have a designated driver <laughs> and a big bottle of Don Julio 1942 and a bunch of dudes in a car who just feel like raging. <laughs> Which is a rare moment. <laughs> this guy hung out with you like 15 years ago. And had a I have a picture. Let's see it, man. Come on. find it. Show me something. More importantly, you this had was 15 years ago. Oh, look at your mullet! No, 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 there's no mullet. <laughs> no. You, me and you 
Oh, I got a Starlight tattoo, man. Yeah. That's a great shirt. There's a lot. This is on a tour, I think. Jaeger sponsored. I kind of still look the same, man. Yeah. Even though I'm a lot older. (laughs) (laughs) That's because it was bad cameras back then. Yeah. That was was a horrible camera. That's a good one. We had riddles. We were going back and forth. I don't know how long. I speak in rhymes, and I have to tell myself not to. Like, it comes out that way, because I'm a freestyle rapper. It oh, just, yeah. just, I mean, like, I'll be sitting there on my TV show, and I'm like, I did not mean to say that. <laughs> it just rhymed, and it just, I, I have to purposely think of something that doesn't rhyme. Oh, I think this is more a Hazen Time and Jaeger. Oh, Jaeger. Yeah, there's a lot oh, of Jaeger. There was Hazen. a giant bottle of Jaeger when I came away, because you, you were late. You invited everybody back. Were we doing, um, were we, yeah, I did, I don't drink that shit no more. It's been a long time for that. (laughs) Jaeger, that stuff is like cough syrup now. Woo! I loved it at one point. Oh, yeah. Oh, I loved it that night. God, I can't stand it now. Isn't it weird how things change? Yeah. It's age, man. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh, I remember we were, yeah, that stuff right there, boy, shit. Yeah. Lots of that was consumed. Oh, yes. And we were probably doing trivial. Yes. Like, I love doing trivial. I just did one the other day. I found out there's only four teams in the NBA that in, that, that, that don't end in S. Oh, wow. Thunder. I know that. Thunder. One of them. <laughs> that was an easy one. Uh, yeah. Come on. Let's guess. Heat. There's two. There's heat. Uh, yep. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Here we go. Here Ponder. Ponder. Um, right. Jazz. Jazz. That's go. two. Jazz. You got two. No, we heat, said jazz, jazz, heat, jazz. Oh, you said heat? He said heat. Okay, Thunder, that's heat, three. Jazz, and is it east or west? I ain't I'm not giving it oh, away. Come on. I'm going to let you ponder on that one. Oh, and here it is. Let okay. the guest marinate on it. Okay. Yeah. And and another one for you okay. is uh, five. I think there's five NFL teams out of all of them that are actually in a state capital. Because capitals are usually not the main city in uh-huh. each state. They're right. usually like a less populated city, like the third largest. Or, you know, like, okay. like Texas is Austin. Yeah. It's not Dallas or Houston. Sure. What's Oklahoma? Tulsa. Oklahoma City. Oklahoma so City. Columbus is Ohio. So it's not, that, See, you're going to run through every state yeah. now, and you're going to try to find out which it's not Florida, NFL teams – all three NFL teams in Florida, yeah, not one cool. of them in a, in a capital. Not the one in New York. Because Tallahassee don't got no football team. No. Yeah, the one in New York. They got a football team, Jersey. but it's, it's not. Yeah, college. Uh, <laughs> NFL. Denver. Ah, you got one. Denver. Denver. You got one. That's it. I'll give you another one. Is Seattle the Atlanta. Capital? Atlanta. Okay. New Orleans. New Orleans is not the capital. No. <laughs> State capital. State capital. Is Seattle the capital of Washington? Nope. No. It's Tacoma. Oh, okay. Baltimore? <laughs> yeah. Nope. No. What's, what's the capital of Maryland? Andover. Andover, that's right. Yep. Yep. You're going to ponder on this My one. My daughter now. can't hear this because I stress her. All right, here's I another trivial for you. Let the guests ponder. No. 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 Jefferson City. No. no. Five teams. You've guessed what? Three, two? Three. Three. You got three. Okay. You got two more. You're going to have to go home and. Don't well, I, cheat. I'm not, I'm not Don't Google this cheat. shit. I will not do that. All right, so then you got, all right, here's one. This is always a trick. This is okay. a trick for you. We all know Charlie Brown, right, Carter? Sure. Yeah. Who's the piano player? I'm going to 
almost said Linus, but it's not. No. Everybody says Linus, but he was the guy, the dirty guy with the blanket. Oh, wow. Yeah. Never took a shower. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I know Linus was his friend. The dirty one was. Uh, yeah, yeah. Pigpen. Pigpen Pig was the. You're yeah, right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. But who was the, who was the, who was the piano player? You remember? Dun, 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 dun. I can picture him. Though. You can picture him jamming. Boy, yeah, had his head down. This. Could never reach the, the pedals. <laughs> I do it through every Charlie Brown episode. Uh-huh. I'm not telling. I don't want you. We don't give away the answers here. We just we just give you the yeah. We propose it. You figure it out. Okay, yours. I could have. So remember that. 15 years ago, I could have googled this. This is how I'll stand by this because I was like, I will ask you when I'm sober. I'm sober now. Yep. Hundred dollar bill split between three people as a tip. Where did the extra dollar go? That's all I remember. Wait, what now? You gave me a. There was this thing we were doing this 15 years ago. Yes. There was three people that got a hundred dollar tip. So where did the extra dollar go? That's all I remember. And you said you'll figure it out when you're sober. And I was I like, forgot that one. Now I know. I remember yeah. something like that. There was a joke I had, and it was a uh, it was a riddle. Yeah. And uh, I can't remember it for the life of me. Oh right my now. god. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm gonna go. So you put one on me. So okay. now I'm gonna go from here. Going, what the hell was that? In 15 years, we will do this again. <laughs> oh no, it's gonna come to me when I get down the hallway because I. I ponder on shit. I it drives my brain crazy. Oh, it's been driving me crazy for a while. So you remember that? I, that, I forgot all about that. That's that Jägermeister in, in the haze of Jäger. I remember that. It's probably I during that back and forth for yeah. a long time, and I remember a line I said. This is like one of those really fucked up Charlie Murphy yeah. stories. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I remember saying that. Like it was a lot of Jäger that night. I'm gonna remember that. So. That, that was probably during that weekend that lasted three years. <laughs> I, don't, I honestly don't. Even I can show you a trick, but it won't translate for the audience watching. That's all right. Hey, good to see you guys. I'll show, I'll show hey. you the trick, though. I'll show you right now. There you go. Rob Van Winkle himself, Vanilla Ice. A huge thank you to Chuck Kwan for helping put that together and for inviting us to the meet and greet before our interview as well. And also, of course, a huge thank you to Vanilla Ice for taking the time out to talk to us there for like, and I mean, we were sitting there talking to him for 25 minutes, I think. Oh, easily 30, maybe 40 yeah. minutes. It was a while. Yeah. And I mean, because there was a little before this thing started and quite a bit after. And then another thing, like at the end of the, <clears throat> I think the end of the interview there, like he says, I can't remember exactly what he said, but it was, it was alluding to getting up and he went over and he after he was talking about all those, you know, riddles and um, <laughs> trivia, trivia and that kind of stuff, he's yes. like, "Here, I got to show you this." And he started this cup game. Yes, and he literally spent like another fifteen, twenty minutes, like making everybody try this game, uh-huh. and everybody failed. And I think didn't you get it at the very end? Or you I, said- I I understand it now. I yeah. just I was at that point I was exhausted right. and. I had my vanilla ice experience had wore me down to where I was just done. And the next day I did it and I was like, I could do this every time. This is not that difficult. And I kind of feel like a fool, but <laughs> no, it's, it was fun though. It yeah. Was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool experience. And yeah, the whole thing from beginning to end, like I said, a big thanks to Chuck Quan again for all that and for making all that happen. And one thing I wanted to bring up is we've got to talk about this because we're a rock podcast. And 
he made that he made those comments where he's like, there's nothing rock out there or whatever. And then I think you ask, like, is there anything out there like heavy wise that you like? Everything you're, you're listening, listening to. to at the and, and he said, there's nothing. There's nothing out there. And um, I'm just like he and then he went on and like started talking about some other stuff with like pop culture wise of the decades and all that makes perfect sense in what he was saying but he's completely wrong about there not being anything out there and that's but i i get it when you come from a different world or you're like not paying attention to rock there's because it's not heavy in the the mainstream because you've got like this year you had uh tool and slipknot both had number one albums Mm. and tools hung around there for a little bit and then but before that really what was it metallica three years ago sure and then Random here and there, like, you know, Five Finger Death Punch or another Slipknot album a few years ago. But for the most part, it's it's not mainstream and it's not on Billboard, but there's like every band you can think of. Sure. From that era or whatever, still putting out music and a, a ton of it's still high quality. Mm-hmm. But what he said was, you know, and he talked about it in that sense of it not being mainstream which is correct yes. so i don't know i guess you could just take it either way i i think we, i think we all had he had a little bit to drink it was getting late in the night <laughs> right. i think he was just spouting at that point right there, there were a couple things where you kind of kind of say but but also you just want to say just keep going just yeah keep talking right yeah i didn't want to like i don't want to cut off no i no i'm not gonna argue if he's just gonna keep talking i'm like keep talking i'm not gonna this argue is... <laughs> about slipknot with vanilla ice i'm just not gonna do it <laughs> right. i mean it's just not worth it. <laughs> it would be a great story, though. Well, I, I think we already tapped that, out. Well, that's enough. true. I mean, yeah. on this one. So the third one, we might argue about Slipknot for some reason. Yeah, we can bring up something just to argue about, right? Sure. <laughs> but I, you don't really, I mean, he's incredibly nice. So it's not one of those things where you really want to argue with him or piss him off. I right. Mean, it's it's a weird, it's, it's odd. <laughs> yeah. It's an odd dilemma. <laughs> He did mention whenever I first, well, I, we met him there in the dressing room when we were getting into polar bear things. He walked uh-huh. in like before the show. I didn't see him, but I shook and, his hand, yes. <laughs> oh, did you have the thing on? I was over me and I was fighting the... That's right. Yeah. And then when we first kind of talked to him more before the interview, I was wearing an ACDC shirt and he mentioned that that's, a, that's my favorite rock band of all time. Mm-hmm. So there's some random info for you. Sure. Should have brought that up during the interview, I guess, but... Well, I was wearing the BoJack Horseman shirt, and then he asked what that was about, and I was towing a line between part of this kind of dictates sort of what your career path has gone through. (laughs) (laughs) So I didn't really want to get into it too much. (laughs) I left that in. Oh, did you? Yeah. Awesome. So. I stumbled quite a bit when I was talking to him about that. Like, (laughs) do not piss him off. (laughs) Now. (laughs) But no, I mean, like you said, he's he's nice. He's extremely cool. And I Uh think you even mentioned at one point like how do you when do you rest or something because exactly it's like, this guy's it's not like he's out there constantly touring he does a lot of spot shows here and there but it's like he's always doing stuff even outside of that you know and it's mm-hmm. like obviously he's got all the the reality show with the um vanillaized project with the building houses and all that stuff and he has his own company. and Yeah, and I mean, he's doing that even whenever it's not on the show. You exactly. Know? That's like a full-time thing he does. And then he's got, like he talked about it here, some other shows coming next year as well. And he did that Amish thing a few years ago, which was great if yes. you've never seen that. That is fantastic uh-huh. television, I promise you. <laughs> he's busy. He yeah. even did an Adam Sandler movie, what, 10 years ago now? Oh, that's right. That's my boy. That's right. 
Yeah. He should do more of that. He needs to. We did. We should have asked him, brought that up. Yeah. Maybe push I'll, that a little bit more. I'll put that in the notes for next time. Next time. <laughs> but yes, I mean, here we are. Like, this is episode 244, and this is the first rapper that we've got on this podcast. Thanks to Mike Thrasher. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> kind of spanned everything from all the all the rock genres, and then we got country with Shooter Jennings and... Now we've uh, finally ventured into the rap world. So where else can we, we can go to EDM? That's we right. can do that. Um, what else? Yeah, and actually talked about EDM in this. We did in this interview. That was brought up. Yeah, I don't know some jazz fusion guy. That know. would be awesome. <laughs> Yanni, Yanni may be, you know be too busy, right? <laughs> but so here in the last few months, um, Vanilla Ice, Dizzy Reed from Guns N' Roses. Vivian Campbell from Def Leppard have all been on here, so it's like, if you had told me this in 1991 when I was 14, my head would have probably exploded. You know, so here we sure. are. <laughs> Come a long ways. Yes. But yeah, if, if you uh, haven't checked out previous stuff and you want to, there's 243 previous episodes, and like I said, Guns N' Roses, Def Leppard, I've had on Gene Simmons from Kiss, guys from, I don't know. If you're listening to this because you love Vanilla Ice, I don't know what else to say, but if you're listening to this just because you like music, we've had on guys from Seven Dust and Shine Down, Thin Lizzy, Megadeth, Warrant, Europe, all the tons of bands from the 80s and 90s like Tesla and Dokken, Junkyard, LA Guns, all that great stuff. There's a plethora of podcasts. Yeah, there's a... Like we said, 200 plus episodes you can check out. And it's all on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, MixCloud. And you can find everything at TheThunderUnderground.com. Follow our social medias. YouTube is at TheThunderUnderground. Subscribe there. All that great stuff. And next week we're going to have our best of 2019 episode. Where we talk about albums that came out this year that Vanilla Ice claims did not. All that good stuff that Vanilla Ice does not know about <laughs> right. or doesn't care about. One of the two. Right. Probably both. But Probably. No, comp- you know, no fault there. I still love Vanilla Ice. We all do. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Anything else to talk about, like random here, since we're sitting here totally off subject? Are the Bills going to go to the Super Bowl? No. Okay. We're, we're going to lose in the first round. But I have little hope. Next year is the year. You think they're going to, next year's the we, the we bigger see, jump? We beat New England next year. Right. Because we have cap room. Low is a cap room. So <laughs> we're going to overpay for somebody good. Maybe two people. Yeah, this year, I mean, they came close in both games. They did. I mean, they, were, they were close games. And one of them was, what, without Josh Allen for mm-hmm. the majority of it? Yeah. So. They cheated and injured Josh Allen. And, <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. right. Okay. It's New England. That's what they do. <laughs> no, I think that... This coming weekend that the Eagles are going to lose and the Cowboys are going to win. And the Cowboys are going to get into the playoffs and then the Bills and Cowboys will meet in the Super Bowl for a rematch. And the Bills will finally take it. Cowboys aren't going anywhere. I know, but I'm just you, you, giving you, you hope. Break. It would be yeah. awesome. I Hey, I got my Thanksgiving Day win, so I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. That's right. They can do anything else past this point. Got the win on Thanksgiving. <laughs> 
All right. Well, I've got nothing left to go for, so I'm just making up random shit. So I've got nothing Bronco else. <laughs> I've got I've got nothing else. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again for listening, and thanks to uh, once again to Chuck Kwan, Bill Ice, Med Farm, and Deb Concerts. And until next time. You saw it, right? Try it. You got it now. I think no, I he, know, he's going to get it before anybody. He almost <laughs> yeah, got it. He had it. You were one step off. Come on. It just started. He, he was just one right. step off. He had it. Come on. That's, that's why they always so, so up. Like, y'all afraid to get it wrong? What happens if I, if I don't get it? Right? Oh, oh, it's, it's a friendly game, bro. Yeah. Thunder Underground, y'all. <laughs>